1: Welcome to Sport on Hero Money FM 89.3. I'm Bernard Lim. And with me are my colleagues from the ST Sports Test, correspondent David Lee, along with assistant sports editor Rohit Brichnath. Well, whose podcast is called Game of uh, Two Halves. Well, gentlemen, welcome to the show. Hi, Bernard. Hey, good to be here. Uh, Good to see you guys again. Well, the Rugby World Cup has uh, produced uh, several upsets uh, so far, and it's only in the early stages of a tournament. Also, Sunday marked the final day of the Singapore Premier League season this year with uh, Brunei DPM winning the title. So today in the first half of uh, this uh, show, we're going to talk about uh, the Rugby World Cup and hosts uh, Japan and making a statement on home ground. In the second half, the focus will be on the Singapore Premier League and whether local clubs can end the dominance of uh, foreign teams like uh, Brunei, DPMM and also Albirex Dekata. Well, let's kick off with uh, rugby. Four years ago, it was the miracle at Brighton. And last Saturday, it was uh, Shizuoka Shock. <laughs> rugby World Couples, uh, Japan have produced arguably the shock of the tournament when they beat uh, then world number no. two Ireland 1912 last Saturday well Rohit I know that you watched the game on television and I hear that you almost lost your voice uh, cheering because I know that you're back at okay right now what for you was the significance of the result as in a 1912 victory for the Japanese both in terms of Japan's progress in the tournament and basically rugby in general in Asia yeah I mean I was on my
2: feet and I was screaming at the TV I mean I I'm not necessarily a parochial person and okay. you know I'm, it's not like I'm just cheering for them because they're an Asian team mm-hmm. but of course they're the hosts it's so important for the game to you know to build the game in different places I think one of the things I'm 56 years old and I think you know am I ever going to see a Asian tennis major winner male female, we've had male, you know, are we ever going to see a nation team in the Football World Cup final? Mm -hmm. Is it going to happen in rugby? So I I like it when there are new teams doing well because I Mm -hmm. think that, you know, that means the game is spreading across the world. Mm -hmm. It's not only dominated by a few countries. So that I think is a really good thing. And for a game to spread, you need a team to do really well. And I Mm -hmm. think, you know, it's really good for the cup itself and for Japan, if the team does well. I mean, there were some, a few shots of young kids there just getting so excited (laughs) and that's what makes you play. That's what Enlarges your base. That's right. what you know. Grows the game. So for me, it was a it was a beautiful. I mean, I, the Irish are brilliant rugby team. So you know, I have no issue there. But it was just nice to see the Japanese win.
1: And obviously, the Japanese fans are really fanatic and and, and very passionate supporters as well as you can see from the football support.
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think that they, they. Well, obviously, I I haven't watched sport in Japan for a long time. I went to. Japan 1994, that's a long time ago I don't know if David was born then <laughs> I, I, but I, was, you were, I was, I was 10 yeah. you were, He was 10, okay <laughs> I went for the Asian Games But yeah, I mean, they, I think they, re, they were really into it, you know yeah. And uh, it's fantastic Of
0: course, uh, you, you, we know that Japan is sort of a close culture, community and country uh, Does it bother you that 15 of their players are actually non-Japanese descent? I mean, it's a good talking point uh,
2: Mm -hmm. for people. I don't uh, particularly mind. I find this to be part of the globalization of sport. You know, you have different Mm. uh, people playing for different teams. Uh, Look at the reasons why people get them in. I I think if these players assimilate, if they've been there for a long time, if they speak Japanese, if they're part of the... The culture, then mm. I think that that's fine. It's I have, I have like, no
0: issue with it. It's not like they're the only country doing
2: it, right? I mean, no, absolutely <laughs> not, absolutely not. And I kind of like it. I like to see, you know, because we we stereotype people and say, oh, that's you know, they they're going to have pe- this, look at certain faces and think think they're from certain countries. Now mm. that's changing, mm-hmm. and, and that's kind of nice.
1: And do you think Japan's performances at the Rugby World Cup can be extrapolated to the Olympics next year? I mean, which they also host, especially events like uh, swimming, table tennis, even badminton, where where Japan have been on the rise in recent years.
2: I definitely think so I think what happens is firstly Japan is you know obviously pumping in a lot of funds and a lot of expertise into a lot of their sports because they want to do well in the Olympics host countries always do reasonably well I mean above their level at the Olympics I also think sports always uh, one sport doing well has an effect on other sports Mm. I think you know if athletes from one sport see you know a team you know built of a country you know winning against bigger nations they think immediately think it's the most basic thing that we can do it too Mm. so I think you know, there is that sort of relationship that takes place between one team and another I, I think that you're, you're absolutely spot on yeah, it creates like
0: a virtuous cycle I feel yep. and you know you you talk about the, the kids uh, at the stadiums going crazy at, at the Rugby World Cup and I feel that Japan has this sort of idol worship culture Yeah. it, it, it goes with entertainment and mm. sports and, and when you see them you see your heroes do so well you, you feel the, the desire to emulate them and that that's where we see young peddlers you know in table tennis uh, like Tomokatsu Harimoto uh, Miu Hirano they're in their teens but they're world beaters and this creates a, a virtuous cycle and, and it's, it can only be good for a Japanese sport
1: and Obviously some people may just see the sport as in this case rugby as a group of uh, of hulking burly men kind of clashing with one another uh, What what values can and should sports fans uh, learn from this uh, Rugby World Cup uh, Rohit?
2: Look I tell you I mean I'm not somebody who watches rugby every week you know I probably watch more football uh, and others Sports and rugby. I have a granddaughter, but she's too small at the moment. But if I, if I had a, if I had to take my kid to a sport to uh-huh. watch, I would take them to rugby because okay. I think the value systems of rugby are just terrific. I mean, I love the way you know uh, you know captains will come and they these big hulking guys and you know they'll stand quietly in front of you know the, the the referee. They won't make a they won't make a noise. There's none of that. You know, football goes too far sometimes. I think you know, and rugby is a tough game. You can't say that rugby is a less passionate game. You know, the guy says his piece. They get on with the they game. With it. Mm-hmm. That's in there. No nonsense. After mm-hmm. the game, they all, you know, line up, they shake hands, you know, and it's a hard game, you know, and you left each other bleeding and concussed or whatever it is, you shake hands and what they're doing at the World Cup, which I think is a terrific thing. I think the All Blacks started it. They're, you know, they're forming a line and mm-hmm. they're bowing to the crowd, which I think is their appreciation of the culture of Japan. Mm-hmm. And it's uh-huh. a lovely thing to do to fans. Right. So I think, you know, these are great things. And I think other sports must learn from rugby i think all sports should learn from all sports you take the you know the good stuff and think oh this is interesting you know we should do something with it and i think that you know, football has a lot of things to learn,
1: and you know it could learn some things from rugby. Well said, very well said. we like the way you're listening to right now. This is, of course, is a straight times so a spot on, and a game of two halves. You can listen to it live, right here on Money FM eighty nine point three, every Monday around about five fifteen, or you can subscribe to a game of uh, two halves on the Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, and like us and give us a rating. Moving on to the second half of our conversation with our ST Sports uh, podcasters. Well, the Singapore Premier League played out its last round of matches last night and while Brunei and DPMM uh, clinched a second league title two weeks ago, it was a nail-biting tussle for second place that went down to the wire uh, before Tampanese Rovers did just enough to kind of finish as the best local team ahead of Hougang uh, United. Well, this is a fifth uh, season in a row, David, that a foreign team have won the SPL. Yep, that's right. What are your thoughts on that?
0: Local teams definitely had a chance to win it. I would obviously have liked the local team present preferably Augang United who I support, and like Rohit said, you know, you know, you like to see new new teams come out and, and win tournaments. And mm-hmm. Gang have never won a piece of silverware in, in in local football history. When when you look at the rosters of some of the teams like Geylang Warriors, Home United, you wonder why why they languish so far behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, but credit has to be given to DPMM; they have been the more consistent side, and they are de-
1: deserving champions. And through this entire season, obviously, you were you were covering quite a fair bit uh, for for Straits Times. To you, what were some of the highlights uh, for the Singapore Premier League? Uh, this season.
0: I think it was good that it's a closer fight than previous seasons, you know. At least we are not seeing a team running away with six or seven games to, to spare. So that's a move in the right direction. The ingredients for a successful league anywhere in the world, I think, are quality games. Beat you know upsets or, or stunning comebacks. There are plenty of these throughout the season. You know, even last night, uh, the last night of the the season, we had Augan coming back from three one down to hold DPMM to a, to pack them back to a three all draw. Mm-hmm. Uh, had Augan gone on to win, they were finished second. Mm-hmm. Sadly, they lost five three and Tampines were were second. Mm-hmm. Um, but perhaps more importantly, I, I think people want to look out for is the emergence of exciting young talents. The SPL delivered. Uh, on this count as well you know you had uh, young attackers like Zikos Chua Fahan Zukifli, even Ilhan Fandi who came on in the last few games of the season mm-hmm. uh, but also we're we talking about attackers here but also in less glamorous roles like defenders and, and, and midfielders we had uh, Hami Shahin Home United Akmal from, from, right back from Tampines Rovers so you can say that the under 23 quota imposed on clubs uh, over the past two seasons worked to a certain extent because mm-hmm. you know now we we we, we see it's mandatory for clubs to to feel these young players who, are, who now have a platform uh, to shine.
1: Okay, so, so what do you hope to see for next season's uh, Singapore Premier League, uh, David? You may, uh, other than Augang to win the league. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Apart from that,
2: yeah. yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah but, I mean, sorry, to but I guess if a local team winning, you know, I guess in a way like we we're talking about Japan doing yeah. well in the in the World Cup, I guess it, it'll have a different effect, right? Right, right. Should.
0: Should. It, it, it should. You know, it, it's been some time uh, since since a local team have, have won. But, you know, the counter-argument is also true. you If you invite uh, foreign teams, you can't stop them from winning, right? It's up to the local clubs. Sure. To, to no, complete. no. I mean, I, I think you have
2: to invite yeah. foreign teams. I think it's great because it lifts the standard and I think everything should be earned. Right, right. And, you know, a team must earn it. But yeah. I guess it would just be nice if they could actually beat foreign teams and win. It yeah, would have a yeah. huge impact maybe on... Right on the league or some type of psychological impact
0: right definitely definitely. Mm -hmm. and and, and I hope to see you know more more continuity for clubs uh, because for for the longest time it it has been a merry-go-round for for players you know players just uh, play for a team for one season and then they hop on to another mm -hmm. to another club Um, continuity I feel will, will help teams in terms of understanding so so it it doesn't take them uh, one round of matches to gel, and fans can also identify more more of, uh, with the players they they have supported from the previous season. Uh, absolutely.
1: Well, before we let you guys go, you you wrote an uh, opinion piece uh, last week, David, about how you thought Virgil van Dijk should have won a FIFA Men's Player of the Year over Lionel Messi. In fact, uh, you voted for uh, Virgil uh, van Dijk as well. So so why should he have won the award uh, versus Messi? Keep in mind that Rohit is a fan of uh, yeah, of Messi, yeah, but yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. never yeah. I'm never. I've
2: I'm absolutely unbiased person. I just feel Messi should sure. win
1: every award.
0: That's okay. all. <laughs> even, the, even the Singapore Premier League. Yeah, that too. Yeah. I was told to write the comment piece. I hope I wasn't but because I'm a United fan, just just the act of having to vote for a Liverpool player to win the player of the year mm-hmm. it, it hurts but you know, you have to be objective like Rohit said. If you compare the two players, I didn't even include Lionel Messi in the top three. Right. My top three were Virgil van Dijk, Cristiano Ronaldo mm-hmm. and most Okay. Uh, if you look at these players, what did they do? They they brought that their, their teams, uh, respected teams, to another level, right. which. I feel Lionel Messi simply didn't he, he plays for, for Barcelona and Argentina did Barcelona win the Champions League no they, they lost a 3-0 lead couldn't even score at Anfield mm-hmm. for for Argentina he tanked again at, at the Copa America and he was even suspended for, for making some claims uh, mm. about un, unfair refereeing sure. so on both counts I mean I'm, I'm not disputing Messi is a legendary player I would dispute if he is the best player of all time which Rohit will have so something basically, to say you know, but he can't be, this is player of the year he's making he's <laughs> of the year
2: He's, he, he's basically saying What Messi didn't do To make the other player Look good yeah, So yeah, yeah. I mean You know It's like <laughs> No but but Messi anyway, didn't me, do as well This year yeah. So it, it's player of the year It's not player of all time uh, So you know Anyway he, So I think it's well balanced He didn't have Messi In his top three And right. my top three Is Messi, Messi, Messi it's So all everything it's all good man <laughs> yeah, and, uh, if, if there was a award For, for Rohit's
0: uh, Attacking player of the year It would go to Messi I guess
1: yeah. no, no. I think, I think, uh, not not many people are objected to Messi winning. So maybe, a, maybe a I mean, he was voted.
2: He he ended up winning the award. So That's a good I'm argument. I. I mean, how do you judge these things? But it's a good argument. I think it's 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 <laughs> just good, but it unfair, would probably yeah? be good if you know you had. It'll be interesting to see how football shifts now away from Messi and Ronaldo. Let's see what happens this season. Mm. That's always interesting because you you have to somewhere in your brain you think, and it's a bit uh, similar with Federer. You think mm. these guys cannot play that well for that long for no? that but it's long. amazing hmm. yeah. it's just staggering you know we're, we're, we're lucky to be in the middle of right. this generation absolutely right?
1: I mean I was a bit surprised a bit more surprised about Mo Salah not, not doing any better than, than Messi winning it Mo Salah I guess he he's part of a team that uh, part of an
0: attack rather uh, triumvirate uh, with, with Firmino and Sadio Mani, and, and there's cause for either of them to to, to be voted but I, I think uh, if you compare to previous seasons Van Dyke really made the difference because Liverpool's problem was in defence And he almost single-handedly Okay With Ellison, of course Mm -hmm. uh, In goal But Van Dijk was unstoppable uh, Unpenetrable Unpenetrable You you, you know, even Messi couldn't Couldn't dribble past him In the past
2: season (laughs) But but, but I'll say this Actually, my favourite person In football right now Is not Messi Uh It's actually Klopp Uh Because I think what he brings To football And I'm not just talking about his At least we agree Tactical, (laughs) you know, brilliance as a man, as a mm. human being, yeah. you know I'm just tired Top of men. cribbing, you know, whiny mas- managers. This is right. guy who smiles, written a brilliant piece in the Players Tribune, which everybody should read, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, saying football is not a matter of life and death, which
1: is a very uh, sensible thing as far as I'm mm-hmm. concerned. I like Klopp. I like what he brings to football. Okay, wonderful. Thank you very much, guys. Well, there goes the final whistle of our sports discussion of the week. We hope you enjoyed listening to us. Uh, glad to have you all in the studio. Thank you very much, Rohit and uh, David Lee.
0: Was an SPH podcast by The Straits Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple, or Google Podcasts, or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcastsph.com.sg. At you can also check out more
1: podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times and The Business Times online.